Welcome to Fine Rambles, number 144. There's a lot of attention lately on unpaid work. Unpaid work is work that people aren't directly paid for doing. I think childcare is the easiest example, although any domestic labor and a lot of the more vocal voices, <laughs> Matt, you're so stupid, vocal voices are saying, this is bad, ba ba ba. I disagree. I think we need lots more unpaid labor. <laughs> There's another term for unpaid labor, non-market labor. So the people who want less unpaid labor want more market labor. Now, caveat, caveat, caveat. <laughs> I'm a big fan of markets. Not the stock market-y type of market, but, but the market as a price-setting mechanism that aligns demand and supply. There is no other mechanism that does this effectively. Market prices contain so much information and an infinite amount that they are just this amazing example of decentralized coordination. Market prices solve these, these, these infinitely complex problems, like how to price the 40,000 different products you can find in the average supermarket. That looks so pedestrian, but it is a miracle. It's a miracle. And the free market creates that miracle. Without the free market, there would be no food on the shelves. But, 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 the fulcrum of the but. The problem is just because markets are good for some things, we seem to think they're good for all things. But, but markets are terrible for, for the important things. What's another way of putting that? I think markets are terrible for the things that make us human. What do markets do? They standardize, they commoditize. Any activity the market absorbs becomes, becomes fungible, replaceable, uh, interchangeable. And, and the important services, <laughs> the really important forms of labor, they're not interchangeable. They're not, and they have to be protected from the market. Let's think about this for a minute, okay? We have, we have a generation of women. <laughs> red alert, red alert. We have a generation of women who have been told to go work for the man. We have a generation of women who have been told to pursue a career. So we have a generation of women two generations of women who have been told to delay having children until it's too late, or almost too late. And then, when they have children, if, if they have children, our society tells them to hire a different woman to take care of them. Get back to your cubicle! It's more efficient! God forbid a woman leave the labor force. God forbid a woman leave the labor market to do what, what women have done for all time. Spend time with their children. Spend time with the people they love most in the world when they could be racking up billable hours under, under fluorescent lights. Give me a break. Being a mother isn't unpaid work. 
she's just not being paid directly. I mean, come on. If a mother isn't part of the labor force, the labor force, the labor force, her husband is paying for everything. Here's the rub, though, okay? When a mother reads to her child, when a mother takes her children to the park, that's not included in GDP. (laughs) It's not included in gross domestic product. And it's not taxed. Okay, let's say I go to Trader Joe's and I buy a pound of coffee beans for $10 and I make 40 cups of coffee. What's GDP? $10. What are taxable sales? $10. Now, let's say I go to Starbucks every goddamn morning for 40 days and I buy a cup of coffee for $2. What's GDP? $80. What are taxable sales? $80. $80 versus $10 for the same result, okay? Doing things for yourself absolutely eviscerates GDP. Doing things for yourself absolutely eviscerates the IRS. If anyone listening is upset about, about the powers that be, if anyone listening is angry about the direction of this country, do things for yourself, don't, don't, don't fight the beast. Starve. <laughs> Starve the beast. But, 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 <laughs> the trend over the last two generations has been in the opposite direction. In the name of efficiency, ba 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 efficiency, we now pay people to do everything for us. We pay people to clean our houses, to shop for our groceries, to cook our meals, And yeah, sure, it's more convenient, it's easier, but I don't think it's healthy. I think we lose our connection with the world and with other people. We, we, We lose touch with reality. And now it's getting worse, much, much worse. It's not just that we're paying strangers to parent our children so that we can... We can go fill out TPS reports, hooray, and and be the assistant brand manager of Oreo Minis, although that's bad enough. We've taken men and women and we've dissected what they do, all their tasks, and we've tried to we've tried to reassemble them out of pieces of other people, like like some horrible Frankenstein's monster. It's horrible. It's horrible. Imagine the dystopia that would result if all labor was paid. There would be no more marriage. Marriage would be seen as inefficient, downright silly. No, a man and a woman would interact through the market and only through the market. The man would pay a woman for sex. That woman would pay a different man for his attention. That man would pay a different woman to drive his kids to school. That woman would pay a different man to rent a car in order to drive those kids to school. Isn't this dystopia where we're already heading? Take me. I'm single. I can go online and hire a maid to provide cleaning, and then I can tab over to seeking arrangement and hire a woman to provide sex. I could hire a different woman to bear my child and then another woman to raise my child. Mix and match. It's so efficient. The market will solve all my problems. 
a single woman can do something similar. She can get, I don't know, sex on demand from Tinder. <laughs> she can get attention on demand from, from Instagram, attention on demand from, from her therapist. She can pay a man for his sperm. She can hire Uber to drive her kids around. What use does she have for a husband? Bum, bum, bum. The market has solved her every need. And it's all taxable. And it's all captured by GDP, gross domestic product. GDP is such a fake bullshit metric. Every year you hear, oh boy, US GDP, 24 trillion, it's up. What a great thing. No, that's a terrible thing. Bad things increase GDP. For example, if you're healthy, if you avoid processed foods, if you exercise, blah, 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 you don't add to healthcare spending. GDP hates you. But if you're unhealthy, let's say you have type 2 diabetes or heart disease, you have cancer, you consume a lot of healthcare. GDP goes up. GDP loves you. But your quality of life is lower. Just go across the board, industry by industry. Every time America drops a bomb in, in Yemen or Iraq or Syria or Somalia, or Pakistan, or Mali, or Niger. Huh, well, you get the idea. Every time America bombs a brown person, GDP goes up. Every time you watch CNN or Fox and your brain leaks out of your ears, GDP goes up. Every time you go on Facebook or Twitter and you get envious or angry, GDP goes up up. GDP is a terrible metric. And yet, that's all we seem to be able to focus on. We don't focus on human happiness. We don't focus on human flourishing. On the altar of efficiency, we sacrifice normal human relationships. On the altar of productivity, we turn men into machines. On the altar of taxable output, ooh, taxable output, we push people to outsource activities that humans have always done for themselves, that we need to do to stay sane, to stay human. So I say to heck with paid labor, to heck with paying people to do things we should be doing for ourselves, to heck with paying people to do things we should be doing for each other. Anyways, ugh. That's all I got this week. I'll catch you later.